The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. This week's episode of Zane's World is brought to you free in part by True Car, Hotel Tonight, and LaCroix Sparkling Water. You'll hear more about them in a bit, but for now, enjoy the show. Hop on a boat, a car, a train, a plane, it's time to go around the world with Zane. Crack open your LaCroix because we have, we have Steve McKenna here from Philadelphia, and he is going to... Uh, drink LaCroix right now. I'm actually having a LaCroix and vodka right now. I'm sorry. I don't want to push vodka. You could drink it without it. But <laughs> right I don't think anyone cares. You could drink it on I don't think anyone cares. Um, so my favorite mixer. We, so we have, uh, as our guest today on the show, you might know him from Beverly Hills 90210, Ian Ziering. He was 26 years old when he started playing a high schooler. So he had finished high school mm-hmm. eight years prior mm-hmm. and had a chance to go back and be the cool kid. And now, now uh, I'm, because he had a young face, he was. He, it's I love true. It. It's yeah. true. And, and by the way, he still does a, have a young face. Yeah, he does. He's, he looks he's, so young. He's 83 years old. <laughs> he looks. He looks so good right now. Awesome. Um, let me tell you what you know. Two one zero for ten years. Yeah, is and, it and, ten years. Wait, it was on for ten years. Incredible. It is. No he, one does. He that. looked it up. Yeah, 1990 to 2000. Yeah, and so uh, and and I remember watching it when I was in high school, and it was like on a black and white TV. I don't know why we had a black and white TV. Why on earth? I think because my parents kept like this big tube black and white TV for the kids to watch. So when you first saw him, so when you saw him here at the house in person in color, was it weird? Um, Because I've seen him before. Oh, okay. But it had like the antennas you had to like twist to make it come in. Uh, tin 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 foil. No, it was like real, like just let, let him know, like your show. All the beautiful people. Your show was on the air when people used tinfoil to get no, a better it reception. Wasn't. It was just show. the TV that, for well, some reason, my way, parents we, hung we, on to as a kid. Like a we would have tinfoil and pieces of wire to like get the best signal. So you might on also. No, yeah. I got an email this week from from someone that asked a question. Well, Steve, put, Steve got a question. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna come to Steve. We're gonna do I'm that gonna after the answer that question tonight. After, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, we, we need a, sec- a section of this uh, podcast, which is called uh, Steve, What Are You Drinking? Steve, now. What are you drinking, Steve? He just told us. Um, actually, nothing. I have nothing. Can, can I go get a beer? Uh, during the interview. All right. Okay. He, All right. So He gets breaks? This, yeah, whatever. So this is interesting. So you might know uh, Ian from a movie blockbuster called Sharknado. No, I know him from 90210. I don't... You know him from dinner the other night. And then, what? Well, but not the two of you. I mean, we were all there. It wasn't... Huh? Well, I'm saying because it wasn't like you... You and him and I? Yeah. He was oh. awesome in Sharknado. Sharknado. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Sharknado 2, uh, the second one. Sharknado 3. Better. Wait, there was oh, three? Oh, hell no. Sharknado 4. No, there was not 4. The 4th Awakens. You're making it up. Sharknado yeah. 5, Global Swarming. You're silly. That Sharknado it. six, the last Sharknado. It's about time. You're lying, right? Swear now. to God, there were six of them. Six of them. He has figured out. He's got figured out, and he God, also was me. in Lava Lanchula. Lava Lanchula, which is like which is like lava of tarantulas. Oh my God, that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's so amazing! Wow, it's so amazing. And and he also, so I, I found this on his IMDb. He did a, uh, a movie called McKenna. Shoots for the stars. Really? Yeah. And that was, uh, I'll read the, the, the logline. Monday. Uh, American Girl McKenna. Oh my com- gosh, that's exactly. <laughs> 
exactly what I thought it was going to be. So good. Does it look anything like Steve? Well, how is it? Uh, I wasn't. Comes there to life. You. Comes to life in this modern day adventure. Are you just going to talk over each other? Because I'll yeah, start talking. About a you. determined gymnast who must focus on her strengths and overcome challenges and find a. Is this what was on the TV? Yes, the other I was day watching we American Girl, but not that one. No, it was the gymnast one. No, that was a different one. That was Julian. Oh, oh there's different gymnasts. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. so our niece and nephew were here, and the other day I walked in, and then there was a fantastic movie. American Girl American movie. American Girl movie, yeah. It was 1974. <laughs> Do you know about – so I'm going to talk about, a little bit about the, the film career of Steve McKenna. Okay. Yeah. Are you aware of this? Yeah. Oh, I know gosh. what movie he's been like in. Two-second recap. So if you watch uh, my favorite, the movie Lincoln with Daniel Day-Lewis, you'll see Steve in the background because uh, he had a beard. Yeah. Because we were shooting Drinking Made Easy. I know exactly what he does and in he it, too. To I shake. can picture it in my head. What does he do? He's like this, talking he's like to shaking somebody. It. He's like yeah. whispering to someone. And he's, gesturing. He's like totally overacting as an extra. It's freaking that amazing. That was the most awesome experience of my life to be within 15 feet of Spielberg uh-huh. and so cool. Tommy Lee Jones and Sally Field and James Spader. I mean, I was like, I didn't care. I just sat there with a beard and I was like, hey. Doing your job. So cool. And then here's amazing. here's the other one. When Steve, so that's when, so that came to town when Steve was living in Richmond, Richmond. Virginia. Mm-hmm. And another one that, that, was I guess in town was when he lived in Wilmington, North Carolina. I know Steve has lived in many places. I follow the, the movies place. around. <laughs> he, yeah, something like that. They try to they try to avoid you. Um, yeah. And so he was in. I know what you did last summer. Oh really? I know what you Is, did last summer? Yeah. I'm the guy that runs across the street with the flags over my shoulder. I'm the guy that carries what? the boxes. Why have you never truck? showed this to it's, me? It's, it's, I'm kind it's, of a big deal. It's the most movie. amazing thing you'll ever see. You've never showed before, this to me. Before I watched it, I'll find it tonight. Please. Be- before we watched it, Steve goes, You could lay right. in bed and watch our little Stevie. <laughs> little Stevie our little Stevie little do clip, his work. <laughs> but what's amazing watching, is. You will miss it. So, so, Steve, let's just say that the reason for what I'm about to say is because Steve started his career in the theater mm-hmm. where you're on stage. And mm-hmm. people are sometimes sitting 100 feet away from you. Right. And so you need to make bigger movements. You can't yeah. be all about subtlety. Like you have okay. to gesture large. Good point. Yes. Because you have to gesture there's large. there's no background. There's nothing no, else going on. No. Just you. So, yeah. And I don't think you have – often you have extras in the theater. Yeah. You do with big productions, but not, not really. Right. Um, and so Steve – they're all like co-starring or whatever. So Steve had – um, there's no such thing as little parts, just little people. Or, in Steve's case, a little person doing a little role. So what happened was, Steve was Steve was um, showing this to me, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, I'm about to lift this box, watch, in this scene, and the box is empty, and you'd never know. And they said I did such a great job mm-hmm. making it look like it was full. Uh-huh. Which you're just like, why didn't they just put something in the box? Yeah. Like sweaters or something. Yeah, it's like probably exactly. Against, like sag or something. So like you've when I never watch Chicago PD and all the coffee cups are empty. You've oh, never that drives like, me nuts, like Steve. I look inside cup. everybody's cup when they're drinking, and it drives me nuts. When oh they're my empty. god! That so so you've never seen someone. I've never seen this before. I've never seen someone act like they're picking up a box. <laughs> you actually have it's this? So good. Are you watching this? Oh my god, not? Steve! I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find a way I to post it. It's amazing. It's like it's like he's overacting, lifting a box. It's just so good. Does he do this it's like thing with his back? Like, ugh. yeah, like 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 you know you when you like you have to lean back. Yeah, well, you don't have to lean back that much. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, 
I almost fell over. And he's like, you know, he's out of focus in the back, but of course he like spritzed his face with like fake sweat pounds. first. It's amazing. What's that? What's your defense? I could have lifted 600 pounds at that age. It's just amazing. But it's so You lifted zero and made uh, it look like that. box, it looked like I was about to go, like, go head over tea kettle backwards. Uh, um, so good. We're going to go to the Boy. interview right now with, with I, and then we're going to come back and, and have apparently some fan mail for Steve. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make the announcement about the, uh, about the show. Okay. Uh, and then we'll we'll wrap things up with uh, st- what's whatever's eating Steve. Here's our interview with Ian Zierig, also known as Steve Sanders. Fact: Everyone in here loves Lacroix. Lacroix sparkling water is a healthier beverage I alternative. Do. You know what this is right here in my hand? Listen, I wanted to save you know, opening it. It's weird that we have the That's same flavor at the red. same time. We never drink the same flavor. Well, but I just, because I went and brought them to you. Oh, why did you do that? Always bring me something different so I can choose. (laughs) Okay, I will. Let's see. It's calorie, sweetener, sodium, innocent, with nothing artificial. They have 24 flavors, including tangerine and apricot. This is orange. Okay, this is orange. Uh, They're derived from natural sources with natural fruit essences. The LaCroix family also includes six LaCroix karate flavors. Bold flavors with the same innocent nutritionals, but with the benefit of karate. Here's my take on LaCroix. Uh-oh. Their product should be all the lime and soda, all the lemon and soda, all the every single mixer in the bar across the world. <laughs> they just all you got to do is put a little splash in there. It's true. It's they good. Have it. It's covered. It's spelled C U R A T, and they and they and they spelled out C O O R A T A Y. Curate, curate. Pineapple strawberry curate. Appleberry curate. It. Cherry lime, kiwi watermelon, blackberry cucumber, and cantaloupe pink grapefruit. Have you found that one yet? No. Yeah, no. The blackberry just, cucumber one just is good m- with gin. LaCroix sparkling water and LaCroix karate sparkling water is gluten-free, vegan, kosher, and non-GMO and environmentally friendly. So get on board with the number one sparkling brand in the U.S. LaCroix sparkling water and LaCroix karate sparkling water are both available nationwide. For more information, join the LaCroix community on social media at LaCroix Water. Or check them out, LaCroixWater.com. That's L-A-C-R-O-I-X Water.com. If you don't know LaCroix, where have you been hiding? LaCroix Sparkling Water, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. It's his world. We're all just living in it. It's time for Zane's World. We have a friend, my nemesis at the gym. That does, that's not actually true. Are you his nemesis? <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> we worked know? out for a little while. What's it take to be his nemesis? I was his nemesis. Man. <laughs> What'd you that's, do to him? That's why he left. It was like, he, bro, either you're, le- you're leaving the gym or I'm leaving the gym. I think your nemesis so he is went, supposed to know it, though. Like, <laughs> right. If so. he didn't know. But but he went to a different gym, and I just stopped going to the, the gym. So it didn't really work oh, out okay. the way that I thought it was going to work out. So you might remember him from... Well, you might. I think, you, I think everyone Everyone will. knows. Yeah. Do, do people... Um, Ever come up to you and like forget your name and call you Steve Sanders? Yeah, I've get I've gotten called a lot of things. Steve, <laughs> Ian, Ian. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, it's all flattering. I take it all with a grain of salt. And, and like, so you you came out of uh, Jersey. Yeah, you're born and raised in Jersey, and there until you were how old? I moved out here when I was 26. 26. Here being California, yeah. And were you doing acting stuff back there? Oh yeah, I started when I was 12. Wow, what are you doing at 12? Radio Plays? and TV and commercials. And- oh wow. 12 years old, I did a commercial for Fruit of the Loom. Remember, they used to have the commercials with the Fruit of the Loom guys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm proud to say the uh, super band waistband still snaps back wash after wash. <laughs> and they've got very comfortable leg openings <laughs> to this day. Wow, that is limber. Yeah. That's limber. <laughs> and so then you made the move. So you were doing commercials and stuff like yeah, that. radio, and, and, TV. And then you came movies. out so in like guest spots and stuff like that? 
Yeah, I took a, uh, my spring semester off from college in my uh, Where was sophomore that? year. I went to William Patterson, what's now university. It was college when I went okay. way back then. And uh, came out to uh, for pilot season in hopes that I could, you know, get on to something a little bit more major than I was auditioning for in, in New York. Uh-huh. And uh, it was great. I made like 15 commercials, 15 national commercials in four months, which was amazing. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I was even kind of proud of myself for that. But then <laughs> I went back and took another semester of school. Again, took another spring semester off to uh, pursue what, something more theatrical. What was your degree in? Like, what were you pursuing? Theater. I was, oh, okay, I was a theater major. Good, okay. Well, that makes sense. Drama, dramatic arts. Good. And uh, didn't really garner any work. Again, made some more commercials. Went back to New York and uh, booked a soap opera for like two years. I worked on Guiding Light. Oh, got it. Okay. While I was finishing my my college. And then uh, came out again thinking I had some street cred after being on a soap opera well, for a while. Well, yeah, it, yeah. You did. I kind of did. Yeah, I thought yeah. I did. I wasn't really being boastful. But like, oh, got a little leg up. Maybe this I can parlay this. And came out to California again and just, you know what? Nothing really happened that time. It was it was infuriating. I remember waiting to get into a bar or a nightclub, and I'm like 15 people deep, and some some guy from some other show uh-huh. walks in with 10 women, and he yep. walks right to the front of the line, yep. and they let him in. And I'm thinking, you know what? Screw this. I, I I didn't like the 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 people out here. Yeah, I felt that everyone was very uh, lecherous. People were very opportunistic. Mm-hmm. Hard to make friends when you're in an environment where everybody's doing the same thing. Isn't it good that that's changed? <laughs> it's not. Well, it's you know, the I'm, same a, thing, I'm, a, I'm a different person. Now. You, you're a different person, then. but the environment's the same. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's very cutthroat. Mm-hmm. A lot of beautiful people out here, all trying to do the same thing. You know, I couldn't get a date. If you told a girl you were an actor, you're like, okay, bye bye. Yeah. But I learned pretty quickly if you said you were. A casting associate. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to call BS on myself because I wasn't being truthful. I right. don't like lying to people. I went back to uh, to New Jersey and I told my agent, look, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen out of New York. I like the people here. There's much more uh, diversity. Um, people are doing different things. There's garmentos. There's people in finance. It's just everything. And he said, okay, great. But I've got an audition for you. It's called The Class of Beverly Hills. But I got to warn you, if you get it, it shoots in California. I said, well, let's cross that bridge yeah, right. when we get there. Yeah. It's a pretty high-class problem if yeah, I right. get it. <laughs> yeah. I went into New York City, and it had been about 18 months since I had worked on anything. And I was starting to see the bottom of the barrel. Yep. Spent all my money from the soap opera on a condo that I bought in Morristown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And um, was at that point in my career where I was kind of worried about buying a pair of jeans. Yep. I had holes in my pants, but I was trying to make... That that was cool, but really, <laughs> you know, back then having holes in your jeans really wasn't that cool. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad said to me, he says, look, I'll support you, but only for two years, which I thought was Herculean. My father's a school teacher. Never yeah. Made more oh, than, wow. Yeah. Never really made more than $50,000 a year mm-hmm. uh, as a school teacher. And he was going to give me 1500 bucks a month, 18 grand a year. Um, was pretty generous. And I, amazing. I he, he gave me the check and I, I kind of felt. A little ashamed because here I was, I was uh, 26 years old mm-hmm. at this time and here's my dad supporting me mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it just, it didn't feel right. So I had the check, I get this call for an audition and I go in to pick up the script and I work on it all night. I, I workshopped it with a friend. He helped me fine tune it. I auditioned the next day for the, uh, the director, Tim Hunter, who's the director of the uh, premiere episode of 90210. 
and uh, did the best I could. They said, okay, great. Thanks, Ian. Which kind of sometimes feel like, feels like the kiss of death. And mm-hmm. I left. Sure, sure. At least he used your name. So. Yeah, he knew my name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had that going for yeah. me. And then a couple of days later, my agent said, hey, you know what? You gotta, they want to screen test you. Which at that point in my career, I'd never had a screen test. So you were out here, like you were kind no, of waiting? I, I auditioned oh, in back. New York. Oh, got it. That was the first audition I had when I oh, got God. back okay. calling BS on California. I'm never going back there. Right. It's going to happen out in New York. Okay. And the first audition I have is for 90210. And I find myself flying back out for, for a screen test. You know, I went into the Fox Studios and to the executive office, and I'm just trying to control my my heart because mm-hmm. I was very excited and I didn't want my mouth to dry out. Yep. There's, there's nothing worse than yeah. having an interview where your upper lip hangs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had that before? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, excuse me. It's like Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> yeah. And um, I put some Vaseline on my gums before I left that day for my audition, just in case they got dry. I yeah. had a little, little I know. Lip, the, little, the, the, the nerves, the excitement, little, and oh. it's up and down and up and down. Oh. Yeah. So I'm sitting, just trying to control my breathing, and then there's another guy next to me doing push-ups, another guy over oh here, God, like, saying his lines a bit too loud. So I'm just trying not to hear any of this, and the first guy goes in, and he's auditioning for Steve Sanders, and they're laughing, and they're really laughing and joking, and like, oh, my God, he's killing in the room. Yep. <sighs> All right, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. The door opens up, the kid walks out, and he's got this look on his face like he's not sure if he had brain surgery or not. So yeah. I'm thinking... He's not confident. Right. Maybe they were laughing at him. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's okay. You got this. See, you got this. I went in and I did my three scenes and I achieved my objective. When I audition for something, the way I deal with the onslaught of rejection that actors get in this business is to always do my best. Yep. If I could do that, then I'm smart enough to realize I can't be the guy every time. You know what? There's going to be someone taller, someone shorter, someone of different ethnicity. Maybe they like someone else's voice. There's so many variables that I can't control. The only thing I can control is what I deliver to them, what right. I present. You and walk out saying, that's the best I could do. If I don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And that helps temper all the rejection that you get in this mm-hmm. business. And I was like, okay, it wasn't a guy. Yeah. I'll get another up at bat. So anyway... I go back to the uh, the hotel and I'm waiting and no call. And two other people that I flew out with had a- agents that were bi-coastal, so they had heard that they didn't get it. But my small agent was closed already in New York by the time their calls went out. Oh, shit. So I didn't hear something. Oh, uh, crap. I got all night to worry oh about. Oh, my so God. I ate an entire pizza worst. by myself. Did you sleep at all that night? No, I ate a huge pizza. I drank a six-pack of Diet Coke, and I was like bouncing <laughs> to, off the to, walls. To offset the, the pizza? Yeah, yeah, you know, it takes a lot of liquid to yeah. get that whole pizza down. Big Mama's serves a hell of a pie. But I, uh, I, I woke up the next morning, and my agent called and said, hey, you got it. Yeah. And that's really where life Damn. changed. Yeah. Damn. Yep. And so what did so from that phone call, when did you go when did they start shooting? Four days later. They told oh, me if really? you, and that, that's how that, that, that's how that stuff works. They have every wow. they have the producers and everything else all lined up, then they sort of just start putting the people together at the yeah, end, right? Right. Wow. That's, that's exactly amazing. how it happens. They told me to pack your bags because if you get it, they're gonna be starting shortly after that. And Was I never it a went pilot there. or a season? It was just a pilot. Okay. okay. We shot the pilot. So it's still more just like nerves. Yeah, yeah you know, there's a lot of pilots that uh that they just don't make it. A lot of stuff gets There's, put on the wall yeah. and it falls. Yeah. So I mean, by the way, by and far, most stuff doesn't stick. Right. Like I think what one out of ten pilots probably gets picked up. Or Prob- less. Probably less. Less. Than Glenn, yeah. We have we have his manager here who's also a friend. What is what's the number, Glenn? What do you think? I would say less than five uh, percent. Three, two, two to five percent. So yeah. All right. So two out of a hundred. So one out of twenty, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'd say probably out of in the entire TV pilot universe. Yeah. Probably like two or three out of a hundred. Yeah. That's crazy. That end, that end up actually, yeah. 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 yeah, to go to series, exactly that, right. That'll go to series. They broadcast the pilot in September and it got mixed reviews. And I thought immediately, oh crap, I'm going to be looking for another job real soon. Mm-hmm. But Fox, I guess they didn't really have much programming. So they decided to pick up uh, 13 and they did that. And then they made it a full season order. And then we finished the first season by making summer episodes while everyone was on hiatus showing reruns. So I read about that. So so while everyone else has, like you said, the reruns on TV, you guys are coming out with new episodes during the summer. Right. Which was a new way of doing that kind of thing. Do you, and, and, Unheard of. And that was really one of the catalysts to turn the whole thing around, right? Yeah. But it was that format coupled with substantive issues. You know, there mm-hmm. was uh, Brenda losing her virginity. Mm-hmm which was huge, something that really wasn't handled in a, an accurate, real-time matter the way we did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been talked about before in other shows, but the way that 90210 brought it to life was was very powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, the show was a very substantive uh, show that dealt with topical issues in a very real way. And the way we did it, it just helped adults talk to their children Help them understand it, kind of bridged a gap, and everybody was watching the show. Yeah, it really was because I remember watching with my parents, my older sister who was seven years older than me, and I was watching it too with her. Yeah. Wait, Josh, what were you two? No, I'm telling you, we used to play 90210 on the playground when I was in first grade. Wait, what, I swear what, to God, what were the rules? <laughs> we just pretended like we were the characters. From, I swear, <laughs> so good. yeah, That's it was awesome. that big. Like I yeah. mean, first, third, like all the kids at school were like pretending to be the characters of 90210. Mm-hmm. My sister, we all sat down every week to watch it with my parents and everything. Yeah. It, it appealed to the whole family. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it kind of had that kind of uh, effect on on everybody, not yeah. just here in the United States, but all over the world. I mean, I was back in upstate New York and boring, cold, and then looked at this amazing place that was, you know, it wasn't just about the people. It's also about the place. Obviously, it was called Beverly Hills. So it was about glitz Cal- and glamour. everything that was amazing in California. I'm like, I got to move to that place. And, you know, that was probably <laughs> one of the reasons. And so now there's, did I hear that there's, there's talk about bringing it back? Yeah, we shopped the show again um, a couple weeks ago, and um, it's being considered by a few networks. But, Did you uh, guys shoot anything? No, we haven't shot anything. And is it everybody? It's mostly everybody. I'm okay. sure everyone will show up sooner. Or yeah, later. right. Exactly. Is uh, it the? Can I ask about the premise? Like, is it a continuation of what we saw years ago, or are is you it like a reboot? Are you still in high no, school? It's not a typical. Re- I'm not still in high school. I act like it. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. I'm I mean, not I'd still watch in that. high school. I'd probably still watch it, but it's kind of like we're all coming back together after the show's been off the air as our real our real selves. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, so the show's been off the air for 19 years now, and and we all meet wow. up and talk about getting the show back together. But it kind of chronicles our lives uh, up until that point, as they are today. In, so it's not the characters, it's the people. It's us. Okay, it's Ian. It. Yeah, got it's it. It's Tori, Jenny, Brian, uh, Jason. But they're more caricatures, but not the caricatures that are a spoof. Got it. More like assisted reality. Like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Curb Your Enthusiasm. What was that show on Wisteria Lane? That was, you know, that kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. Uh, the the, the uh, Housewives? I have no idea. I want to help here, but I have Isn't no that, idea. Is that with, with that? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Terry Hatcher? And Terry Hatcher. Yeah, right, yeah, right. got it. So it, it's kind of like that, but... Uh, what was that called, Glenn? Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives. Oh, Housewives. yeah, okay. So it, it's really the show... Coming back together is um, 
it's a derivative yeah. of what we once had, but it's us in our real lives bringing the show back together. So it's going to chronicle where we are now <clears throat> and how we put the show back on. And then eventually... I'll be honest with you, I would watch that. Yeah. That's yeah. a really interesting take because, I mean, you yeah. see a lot of reboots or reunions and that's a whole new thing. I don't think I've seen anything like that where you guys are portraying yourselves, basically. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely going to be interesting. We've got a lot of great ideas. Um, people will watch the episodes and wonder... Did they really do that? Yeah, right. Or is that part of the assisted reality part? Right. Yeah. Like, they'll know that I was married once before. They'll know Spoiler that Tori alert. has oh, God, five kids. Know. You know, yeah, right. you know, Jason's a big director. It's, it's you know, count on the same kind of impact that the show had originally. It'll be that kind of uh, that kind of show. You know, I once was, uh, this is a weird segue, but I, I promise I'll bring it back. I went to a dinner <laughs> once at... Merv Griffin's son's house because he was directing something I was doing and then and the mom was having all these friends over whatever and I went over and it was uh, Alan Alda Mel Brooks Anne Bancroft wow, wow. Uh, Dom DeLuise Carl Reiner were there <clears throat> and uh, and the one and, and they invited me to dinner because Gene Wilder couldn't make it and like they asked me if I wanted to stay because I was just coming to drop something off like yeah stay hang out whatever which was the most dude thing. you're one degree away yeah. from Gene Wilder yeah but he was gonna come but it was like and they said by the way if he comes you, you know when they were there I, I was there when they were having drinks and I was gonna leave they go don't talk about Willy Wonka he'll leave like he he was he was that over it that like if you just even start talking about it he would just walk away from you wow but you, you know you have a character that people associate you with no matter what you do I think it's it, it still always have that yeah and it's good that you embrace it rather than I don't know how you can despise it but I mean maybe on his maybe with him it was sort of a different yeah, that's thing. interesting I mean how many people have come up to you and talked to you about nine oh two one does it ever get old. You know, sometimes a person's enthusiasm can be a little overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I to hope be not honest, me. I hope I'm, he's, you know, yes, 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 he's looking it, at me it's right now. Still <laughs> very flattering, but you know, that's just them um, telling me they appreciate something that I've done in the past. So, I, how could you really despise that? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I embrace it. I'm grateful for it. Um, it was a big part of my life. It was ten years of my life, and um, you know, luckily I've been able to you know pivot onto different things that have helped me grow as a person and as an actor and uh, been a part of some other things that have had huge response as well. I did these crazy cockamamie Sharknado movies. Let's talk, let's talk about Sharknado. Yes, please. Oh, my <laughs> I love Sharknado. The worst <laughs> movie ever. The worst best movie ever. We don't – yeah, I was like – You can't say it's the worst movie ever because everybody loves Sharknado, yeah. the whole series. Right? When the yeah. first one came They're on. They're so fun. That, what year was that? It was 2013. 2013. That was when I still had cable. Now I just have the all you know the, all the digital. Is stuff. the first one the one you chopped a shark in half with a chainsaw? Or well, it- where I chainsaw my way out of the belly of the shark. Oh, that was okay. Because <laughs> I've chopped sharks in half in other ones, but they're coming out of the belly of the shark so with a chainsaw. How did that come about? How did I mean did. I honestly think it was alcohol-induced creativity. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but somebody pitched kind of that in the room and they bought you, it. How do you take people that are really talented at what they do – and then you give the look of of like the B movie thing. You know what I mean? Like because there were some. It was like how did you sort of how did you sort of ride that? Does that make sense? My my question makes sense. No. Um, <laughs> it's like it was. <laughs> I mean, the choice was intentional to make it like a B movie, right? right? Like, no, it, a, yeah. No, it wasn't. No, oh, okay. It's got a it. result of uh, a budget restraints. Got it. Okay. 
And no one ever intends to make a B movie. There's not a filmmaker out there who says, okay, I'm shooting for B. Everyone, every filmmaker, every director, every producer, oh my God, wouldn't be great if we can win an Academy Award. Yeah, they may not course. say that, but I'd like to think that everybody tries for, you know, to shoot for the stars. But there's limitations. There's casting limitations. There's time shooting limitations. And the biggest is budget restraints. This was on sci-fi, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing they didn't have a huge budget at that no, point. No, yeah. no, 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 no. There's not a big budget for television films. You know, a yeah. million would be a lot. Yeah. I don't even think – I think Sharknado, the first one, was probably between 500 and a, and a million dollars. And That's it kind of sounds like a lot of money. No, no, that sounds crazy. But when you realize yeah. there's an army of people working on this and then special effects and, you know, we shot it in 16 days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's – you know, compared to Avatar, where they'll take a year and a half to shoot and spend a hundred million dollars, what we accomplished on less than a million, you know, you got to step back a little bit and realize, okay, we're not going to have sharks that, you know, where you see the water <laughs> running off them. But again, <laughs> but again, it was called Sharknado, too. Right. So there, sharks so it and did, tornadoes. Yes, right. So you mix the two like things some together. some tongue-in-cheek there, There right? was some tongue-in-cheek to begin with. Yeah, exactly. But I, So you know what to expect. But yeah. I have to say... No matter what was happening around it or whatever, I always felt like you always brought your A game. I always felt like no matter what, you your heart was 100% into it. And just watching it, you get lost in the fact that there's a tornado coming with sharks because I it was believable. I thought everyone did a good job of sort of, you know, with their parts in the, in the acting Thanks, part Sam. of it. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it's a challenge to work in a, a, a virtual environment. Um, Is there a lot of green screen there? Oh, yeah. Lot, lots of green screen. I mean, that's probably... I mean, has, How would you guys pull it off in 16 days shooting? That seems like... We'd shoot like 10 pages, 11 pages a day. What's the norm? Is like one to two pages a day? I'm working on a project now, and we'll do three... Three? Over... Yeah, three. Three, maybe four So then Sharknado, you're doing what? T- you said 10, 10? 11. Man. The last day of work when we were in Romania... Uh, I've got 39 pages where we had to take a piece from this. We had to get this shot. We had to do this. But this is for the Sharknado six. Six. Okay. Yeah. So it's, you know, you got to squeeze a lot in. So there's no room nor time for quality content. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you one shot to get this take and then I got to move my camera over here. Got so it, if got you it. screw okay. up, it's going to be, I fed the carpet rugs and toasters. What'd you say? Right. But we'll fix it in post and move on. Wow. That's so, crazy. So there's more pressure on you. Yeah. You know, you got to come prepared. Yeah. You have to know your lines because yeah. you're not going to get a second chance. If you do, it's probably because a light fell in the background or the camera wasn't running, but there's no time for rehearsal. You have to knock it out. Oh, wow. And then move the camera to the next setup so we can make our day. And it's, it's, a, it's an amazing experience. You guys, are you shooting seven or are you shot six? Seven. We shot six, six episodes. Six episodes. Six movies. But isn't there? A, what's the last one? Sharknado Six is the last one. Okay. What's it called? What was it called? The last. Well, what the hell was the last one called? We've got some money. Sharks. No, I, I looked it up. It, it was called. Uh, it's about time. It's about time. Right. 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 It's about time because yeah. there's time travel. Oh God. Right. Because okay. <laughs> we'd already been to space. We already blew up the world. Where else are you going next? But time travel. <laughs> it's, it's the only place you can do. You got to go back and hit the reset and it's button. Still called Sharknado. There's still a problem with sharks and tornadoes. It's just amazing. Right. But that was the last one. And uh, you know, after shooting a couple of these, I realized, well, the formula is not too hard to figure out. And yeah. I went in and pitched sci-fi a movie that I wanted to produce. And originally it was a uh, zombie tidal wave. Okay, well, that's <laughs> amazing. Okay. And um, the script has changed, but they greenlit it. So this summer, 
Zomp. There's going to be. It's coming. It's coming. There's another crossbreed, another Uh, cross pollination with zombies and tidal waves. Is it the same character? No. Are you. No, this is Hunter Shaw. Oh. This is Hunter Shaw. Because you played Finn Shepard in Lavalantula, right? Well, Finn Shepard was on location and he happened to run into. Uh, the people are there. Goes, hey, can you <laughs> just shoot this real quick? Oh, Lava Lantern was so great. So amazing. Right? Steve yeah. Gutenberg <laughs> killed that. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So one of the things that people can do when they realize that you started doing 90210 when you were 26 yeah. is to understand mathematically how old you are. But the catch is you don't look as you, – you, you never and you never have. As long as I've known yeah, you – Yeah, you definitely you, didn't look 26 during 90210. As long as I've known you, you've always looked – <laughs> like, my, my my wife would say younger than me, so that's you know. I, you know, accurate. I've always looked young for my age. Yeah, it just always uh, was yeah. something that I had. I, I take care of myself. I I work out like you used to, and <laughs> 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 I haven't let go of the reins. But also, I eating, loosened them. Yeah, le- no, eating like health him. consciously <laughs> and good skin care and sunblock every day. He said it was smoke. celery juice. Is that my is wife that drinks more that? I, no, but my wife is all over that. Yeah. I hear in the morning. It's amazing. So, I mean, but it's also a, a mental thing, too, that I think just sort of works its way through because you don't, I don't know how a 50, how old are you? Um, 54. 54. So I don't know how someone 54 acts, but like you act very youthful. I, you know, I've got a young wife and I've got little kids and that pretty much. Uh, Got married kind of late in life. Yeah, I was married once before. It didn't work out. Took a do over. Ten years later, got married again. But all the energy that I I wanted to expend on having kids, you kind of store. Yeah. And now that I have them, it's like love in full bloom. I I just can't do enough with my kids. It's, How old are your it's kids? The best five and seven. Oh, those great ages. The best. They yeah. still believe in the tooth fairy. Santa <laughs> Claus comes. You know, they're still in that precious innocent age where you know they believe and. Being a dad is the best role I've ever had. It's just the best. That's awesome. I always thought, like, I, you know, you have kids because it's what you do. But once you have kids, you realize the real beauty of having kids is that you get to be young again. You oh, my God. You get to play again. You get to be a kid We're going to them. a water park yeah. this weekend. Come on. Yeah, and you get to play. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah, go- yeah, yeah. I love, always loved water parks. Yeah. Without them, you just start to get old and cynical. But yeah. when you have a kid, you can't be – you just have to be exuberant and youthful with them and have fun. I love I love that about children. Arm farts are cool again. <laughs> well, I mean – Arm farts are right. Always. We just had to pretend like they weren't. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell tell me the backstory of Blue Devil. The Blue Devil, the Blue Devil. Was a, is a DC comic mm-hmm. that first came around in the very early 80s. And it's a story of Daniel Cassidy, who was a stuntman on set, um, dressed as the Blue Devil, waiting to do the stunts for the actor who was uh, playing the Blue Devil. Um, but something happened on set that day where Dan got an up at bat when he went to do the stunt, whatever it was. And in the supernatural universe, Mm -hmm. a real demon appeared and thought Dan, who was dressed as the blue devil character was a real demon. Ah. And he tried to vanquish him with a magical blast to steal his powers. But because he was just a mortal human, it gave him powers. Got it. It gave him durability, strength, vision, hearing, and it gave him this, the trident of Lucifer. Oh, wow. Whoa. Which enables him to banish demons on Earth to hell forever. So it's uh, that's pretty much where it started. He's a reluctant 
superhero. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he is, uh, confined to a small town and he's waiting for someone to show up to, uh, help him make it to the next level, but he doesn't understand what's happened to him. So, uh, we're shooting the swamp thing mm-hmm. in, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And the swamp thing has been around again, also since the early eighties. Working with some great people down there. And this is a major production from Warner Brothers in DC. It's going to be for, for the DC Universe streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just discovered this this morning and I'm actually, yeah. thanks to you, I've signed up for it already because yeah, exactly. uh, they have some really great content on there. We've got great content. Yeah. Wonder Woman. I mean, all things well, DC. Well, the old Wonder Woman the, from the 70s. Yeah. They have it remastered in wait, HD. Wait, wait, wait. Linda Carter yeah. in HD? Yeah. How do I do it? Does it go on? Yeah, it's just DC Universe. You just log in. DC Universe. Yeah. But they're coming out with a lot of original content. Original content. And Swamp Thing is their flagship. They've, I think they've spent over a hundred million dollars on this thing. I went, oh my God. Wow. You saw Soup, uh, you saw Aquaman? Yeah. 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 Okay. So the director of Aquaman is the producer of Swamp Thing. And his company, Atomic Robot, is producing this for the DC Universe in association with Warner Brothers. So they're putting a lot of money at this. The visual effects that are mostly practical, meaning that there's like artists making this happen. Mm -hmm. Most of it not done in a computer is mind-blowing. So I got fit for this supernatural suit. They poured all this latex over my head so they make a model of me and then build the structure around me. I'm going to have horns and uh, amazing hands. And it's, it's literally... A supernatural superhero. How long did the makeup take? Yeah. Do you have to put it on every day? I haven't, I haven't shot with the suit yet, but it'll take about three hours. That's what the, oh man. To get it all suited and booted and, and dressed. That's crazy. That's, that's, I always, I'm always impressed. So there's like, you know, super, uh, sci-fi like TV shows like Star Trek and there's the Orville right now on Fox, whatever. And they, and they have some characters that are just people and they have some characters that are, Aliens, yeah, like Klingons walking yeah, around, yeah. like okay, and so Spock. The, and so, like your call time is nine, okay, because you're just normal, and then I and yours is at six. You know, yeah. but, but for the people that have to do that every single day, that's just that's that's amazing. That's a have lot you of had extra to do work. something like that before. Were you not that much makeup? No, 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 no. This, this will be the. This is by far the most uh, intricate makeup I'll yeah. ever have applied to me. That's it's great. amazing. You excited? I get goosebumps. Literally, so I get goosebumps amazing. every time I talk about this. Yeah. I, it's a pinch myself. This is a top of the food chain project. That's yeah. Awesome. This is, uh, this is major and I, I couldn't be more excited. And it's a double bonus because I told my kids and I showed them the character. Yeah. And they started squealing. And, oh my God, dad. Oh my God. And by the way, <laughs> it's a, it's a really cool character too. Yeah. It, it is I mean, a great it, character. Yeah, it's a great oh character. Oh my God. Like, it's so fun. It's like the coolest guy becomes the coolest superhero. <laughs> my, uh, my character, while he's commit, while he's you know ref, uh, confined to this town, he runs a video slash head shop. Oh, really? And, and drives <laughs> oh a '68 Chevelle. Oh right? my god! He, gets, he keeps getting cooler and cooler. <laughs> oh my god! It's just amazing. That they, is amazing. So when are you when are you uh, set to shoot? In- uh, I'm shooting it. It's it's uh, concurrent. We're shooting this now. Uh, we shoot like. 10, 11, sometimes 12 days an episode. Uh-huh. And I'm oh, not wow. in the entire episode. I mean, I've got my story. Yeah. Like, but uh, when I'm awesome. not shooting, I come back to be with the wife and kids. That's exciting. I'm, I'm, that's exciting. Like, that's so this some- is a series, right? It's this a- is a series, yeah. Do they, know, do they know how many episodes is going to be the first season? Or There's going to be about 13. 13, okay. Yeah. That's I'm excited crazy. to see it. I saw. I was looking through like some of the original content. It looks really high budget. 
you know, especially for a streaming app that's exclusive content, you'd think maybe they'd skimp a little bit. It doesn't no, look like they've done that. There's, it's, and it's a hard R. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's funny oh, that really? that's like appealing now. Hard like, R. I'm definitely wow. in now. The F-bombs <laughs> left and right. But Why, Josh? Because you'll see boobs? Well, they tend to be, especially with DC. Like, I've always liked DC a little bit more because it's a little bit darker. <clears throat> it is, for sure. But it's dark. Oh, my dark God. Without, it's dark. like, that hard R rating. Yeah. Like, it just takes a little bit off of it. So that makes me excited that maybe they're going to be a little more true to the content. I'm a comic book nerd, if you haven't But <laughs> anywho. <laughs> it's, it's probably not as much nudity as it is just horror yeah right you know when you see uh what they're planning to do it's it's just shocking and they're going to deliver it in a way that is just not customary yeah you know it's it's practical effects we've been talking about the fact that like there there was there used to be a line budgetarily between tv and film that was always there and it was a big oh yeah big disparity now they're bringing some of that – like now you can't tell. You can be sitting and watching something on Netflix. You don't know that it's a, if it, a movie that actually made it to the theaters or it's a series, you know, these series like Strange Things or these, these kind of yeah. things. It's just like they they look as good as a movie would ever look. And it sounds like that's exactly what this is going to be. This, You know what? The studios realized they could spend $200 million on a movie. Right. And Aquaman did a billion plus. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Or they could spend $100 million plus – on 13 episodes right. and then have 13 movies. Right. So I think the cost of risk analysis is going to really pay off for them in the long run because these, these all will stand as they'll be, they'll look like movies. Yeah. I mean, it's spectacular. And that just makes you want to go and, and yeah. sign up for this. I mean, it's, it's one of the things you get with the DC universe of, like all the shows that you'll get on, the they've movie, got all their comic platform. books on the platform too. So you yeah, can go back that was and another reason why I got of that. the comics. Josh. I have Batman the Animated Series. There's so many things on there. Yeah, <laughs> like eight bucks a month. I'm in. All right, you got my money. We'll be back in a moment with more Zane's World. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Congratulations to a past guest and our friend, Adam Carolla, for coming up on his 10th year of podcasting on March 10th. 10 years? 10 years. 10 years. And now you can catch, you know how many, and by the way, it's doing well for him. How many a year? Hundreds of millions. Hundreds of of millions. Hundreds of millions a year? Hundred million a year. Wow, times that times 10. That's like a billion. You know he's doing well when you walk in his podcast studio and you have to walk between his Lamborghinis to get there. That that, that happens. He's got like podcast followers squared. (laughs) Thanks, Steve. And now you can catch up on some of his finest moments of the decade. Check out the Corolla Network's Corolla Classics, a look back at some of the funniest moments on the show like you've never heard them before. Celebrate 10 years of great podcast moments with Corolla Classics every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you like what you hear, tell your friends and leave a rating and review. All right, the secret's out. I love to travel and I'm feeling generous, so I'm going to give everyone an insider tip. 
Hotel Tonight. And by the way, I, I use Hotel Tonight. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there waiting to be, to be booked. And that's how Hotel Tonight scores such incredible deals. Uh, they team up with awesome hotels to help sell these rooms and pass the savings along to you. And these aren't last resort places. Hotel Tonight works with hip, top-rated hotels. That's even people like Steve. It's like uh, you know, you you click a button and you have like a insta great room, you know, for <laughs> to stay for the that's night. That's exactly right. They were they were trying to lock that down as their motto, but it was taken by you. Insta great room. They have profiles of each hotel with all the info you need, and then there's pictures and what the rooms look like. It, you have to look at it. First of all, it's a very cool looking app, but I yeah, use it. it. And I just used it to book Mel and I a getaway, but I'm not going to tell her where it is, but it's pretty amazing. And the hotels are fantastic. So go check it out. And, and it, it, by the way, it puts the price on Hotel Tonight, and then it puts the competitors' prices on there so you can see how much you're saving by using them. Don't get fooled by the name Hotel Tonight because they're not just for last-minute bookings. You can use Hotel Tonight whether you plan ahead or you're going to play things by ear. It's all about options, the best options, the best deals for all your travel needs. We should use this when we're Steve comes to visit forever. us. We, Steve doesn't need to stay in our house anymore. We can just <laughs> yes. use Hotel Tonight. And with the HT perks, <laughs> the more you book, tonight. the better the deals get. So start scoring <laughs> amazing deals at incredible hotels. Start using Hotel Tonight tonight. Download the app or go to hoteltonight.com today. Welcome back to Zane's World. I have a, a test here that I wrote to see if you are more New Jersey or more California at okay. this point. So it's, pr- it's pretty simple. And then Josh has... You have a quiz for us? I also have a quiz about DC okay. movies. This mine, mine isn't a quiz. Mine is more of a personality. Mine is very serious. Okay. We're going to sure. take it seriously. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, if I knew there was a test, I would oh, have Vaseline on my gums. I'm scared. <laughs> Good call I'm getting nervous. You got, you got your LaCroix. Okay. Uh, if you had to move tomorrow, would it be to West Orange, New Jersey, or Orange County, California? Orange County. Okay. All right. Um, I didn't even know this, but so okay. So you're hungry, in and out, or an in and outer? Do you know what an in and outer is? It's a. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, no, no, I'll go for the in and outer. <laughs> it's a fried hot dog. So maybe oh. it's the same. Yeah. Oh, so, then I'll have to go for the, the, the classic in and out. Is it different yeah. than a corn dog? It's a it's a hot dog that they fry it until it starts to blister. I don't know. Just the. Never mind. Yeah. I don't want to say the word. I don't know. I'm not a representative. It's just something. You brought it up. That's a Jersey thing? Is it Jersey? Yeah. Well, Jersey, I guess, is big on hot dogs. Yeah, but like Italian hot dogs. Okay, fine. So an Italian hot dog or in and out See, that's going to be difficult because we had some unbelievable little mom and pop shops that had great Italian hot dogs. It's hot dogs stuffed in a a, a pita bun or whatever it is. And then there's like... The works. Potato, onions, oh, and peppers. Wow, yeah. Oh, I'm in on that. Oh, it's so yeah, good. I'm going with that. Okay, so you're going in. You're going, you're, so, uh, you know what? I haven't had one in such a long time. I'm going to have to go for the dog. Go for the dog. If you had a hankering for uh, something sweet, uh, saltwater taffy or C's candies? Oh, that's tough. Probably C's candies. C's candies, all right. There's more California right now. He is. Uh, after a night of drinking the next morning, do you go for dinner? Uh, sorry, big breakfast at a diner? Or Mexican restaurant for Huevos Rancheros. Wow, I'm going to have to go with the diner. diner. I mean, if you haven't been there, you haven't done it, you haven't lived. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Jersey is the home oh of Oh, my diners. God. The Greek diners there. Exactly. It's just so good. Uh, and then you can get Taylor Ham, Egg and Cheese. What's Taylor Ham, Egg Who? and Cheese? You don't know what No, Taylor I don't. Has. That's why I asked. Okay, so you need to go <laughs> to a farmer's market. Okay. Go to one of their butchers and ask them if they have Taylor Ham. It's a carcinogenic nitrate. nitrate yeah, yeah, I don't care. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. care. Go to the good part. Yeah. So, <laughs> a couple slices of that. It's kind of like a big sl- uh, slice of salami. Grill it up. Put it on a Kaiser 
roll. Nice. Egg, cheese, Taylor ham. That's living. I'm telling you. That sounds it's amazing. Unbelievable. So, so I'm going to go for that at the uh, the diner. Uh, would you root for, okay, what you're at a hockey game, the Red Devils or this new team that came out called the Blue Devils? That's tough for you. So <laughs> yeah, see, it's the Jersey Devils because I don't know who the it's Red the Devils Jersey are. Devil, well, no, well, the, the Red, yeah, the Red Devils. No, the Red Devils are the are Jersey. And then I'm, I'm a fictional team that comes out on the ice called the Blue Devils. I'm going to have to go with the Blue Devils. Yeah, Blue Devils, I think so. Uh, if you were trapped in a room for 24 hours and the TV was stuck on with the volume up pretty high, would you have it be uh, tuned into the Jersey Shore or Vanderpump Rules? Oh, Jersey Shore. Okay. Oh, my God. Because then it would be a much quicker death. I would shoot myself <laughs> rather than suffer. Just get it over <laughs> with. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be over a lot, just lots of Would you rather smoke with the boss or Snoop Dogg? See, you, Snoop Dogg. Wow. Yeah. When you were growing up, the boss was the boss. He bro. still is the boss. But, okay. you know, if you're talking smoking a big fat bing dong yeah. with somebody, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be the Snoop. That's right. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, by the way, so it's funny. It's not legal in New Jersey, but New York and New Jersey were as recently as like 2017, the, the, the mayor of New York said he would never legalize it. There's no reason, whatever. And now he's like running on a ballot or whatever to like to legalize it. Now they're, ru- they're rushing to see who can be the first one. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. So uh, if you're working out. Yeah, big workout coming. Bon Jovi or Chili Peppers? Chili Peppers. Chili Peppers. All right, the guy. He's you've been here longer uh, than you were in Jersey. I believe that's the correct yeah. answer. Yeah, it is, that the, is correct the correct answer. answer yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Shock you to the heart. Come on, one more rap, Great. bro. You need another song stuck one in my head. One more rap. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, all right, so you had to retire in one of these cities. Trenton or Sacramento? <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. That's I know. tough. What happened? I know, I know it is. I've been to both. I just, uh, you know what? This They're... is a tie. By the way, this is a tiebreaker. Yeah. Well, they both. Uh, mm. Yeah. They're... I'm going to have to say Sacramento strictly because the weather is going to be better. It's going to be better. Yeah, I thrive sure. in the for sun. Sure. And there's a lot of cold, gray, monochromatic <laughs> days. I'm not bitter at all. Well, I'm just saying you know what? I like California better. Come up to Syracuse and try a winter there. Why? The yeah. sun doesn't shine. No, it doesn't shine. It, does. <laughs> it, it did shine once in uh, 2016. All right. Uh, it, this, that was at the end because I was looking up the official dance of New Jersey. There's an official dance? There's an official dance of New Jersey and California. And I was like, and they're the same. Lombada? No, <laughs> and and there was uh, I was like, wait a second, does every is it the state hump? Not the Humpty Hump. Okay, every state had uh, most states don't have uh, like a state dance, and the ones that did all had this dance. What is it? Square dance. Really? Uh, that, square dance. What was that, Glenn? You go square dancing you or disagree. something? Disagree. Glenn's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta love it. Love me some square dance. Oh, look at those feet going. Dozy do, dozy do, dozy do. All right. So, so by the way, you ended up more California at the end of it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I still have family in Jersey, and I, I will always love New Jersey. But, you know, I've grown roots here, and they're pretty deep now, yeah. and I'm raising a family here. And this is where uh, life is for me. So. Yeah. Like, for me, grow, going back to Syracuse, which sort of just geographically is similar, uh, it's nice to go back, and then it's nice to come back here. Yeah. All right. You have a – now, okay. I usually have a quiz for Josh and the guest. Okay. But – I was getting bored. 
and I and I and I wouldn't be involved. So now Josh wrote. He would it. design the quiz that I'd look like an idiot, and the guests would look amazing. And you came prepped. It was fun for every day. He's got a like a oh, yeah. pad of paper. Yeah, yeah. Here. This took hours. You're holding it right in front of his face. You're tempting him to look at it. I won't we, look. Can I won't you look. see through it? No. Oh, I want to win. I don't want you. Half, to win. The, half the people he's ever played have special powers, so I wouldn't <laughs> tempt it. <laughs> Jeez. All right. All right. So this is about DC movies, pretty much from the beginning. Okay. Two now. I think. What's the beginning? Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy is not included. Okay. But uh, you know, it goes back to the seventies. Okay. And also has some very recent films on here. We we buzz in with our names, and you do buzz in with your name. So if you know the answer, say your name, and I will pick you. Okay. Question number one: Is there is there a prize? I don't know. I have nothing. We're we're competing. We're gonna you and I are competing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, did 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 you just get dry mouth? Okay. The winner gets a uh, um, uh, an adventure jacket. One of my one of my adventure jackets, which I don't have here. Not, that you can apparently give some to in your, the closet. Your, but... you apparently you can give to your manager because he's looking at me. Here we go. Question number one. This is the first Warner Brothers Superman film not to use the iconic Superman theme written by John Williams. This film was scored by Hans Zimmer. Z- Zane. Zane. The Voyage Home? Why are you doing Star Trek? <laughs> I don't know. The, what's the... DC uh, movies. Man of Steel. That is correct. Oh, my God. All right. Good one. <sighs> wow. I had not a clue. Really? Oh, I hope I didn't make this too Thank hard. you for letting me answer twice. I, I, <laughs> comic book nerd probably shouldn't have written this. <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> Question number two. The protagonist. This was the first comic book movie to gross over $1 billion. And what's your name? Ian. That's got to be Aquaman. No. Mm, Zane. Zane. Batman. I mean, right franchise, wrong movie title. Oh, we got to give it to him. The Voyage Home. You want to give it to him? The Voyage Home. Not Star Trek. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, wait. The Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight, yeah. No, Dark no, it's Knight. too late. Well, they also uh, shot a lot of those scenes in 65. When I saw it at IMAX. Was, was that Christian Bale? Shut up. Yeah, it was. Yes. Was that, was that the second one of Christian Bale, or was it the first one? That was the second of the Christian okay, Bale, Christopher Nolan okay. franchise. <laughs> All right, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like comic book movies. Question number three. Yeah. 43 cats were trained for the 2004 film starring Halle Berry. Yeah. Zane. Zane. Catwoman. Catwoman is Ah, being swept under the rug here. Check your mic. You know what? I... I, Watch this. Go. Here we go. Question number four. Because of this 2006... (laughs) <laughs> 2016 film Margot Robbie learned to hold her breath underwater for longer than five minutes you know what I Zane <laughs> go ahead Zane Suicide Squad Suicide Squad that is correct <sighs> yeah mm. wow I'm sorry I'm over the back right you know what I I don't think I even saw it really <laughs> not it was not it was not I didn't good. either but I didn't Margot like Robbie Margot Robbie is Margot Robbie good. hashtag Margot Robbie yeah yeah Question number five. Mm, I'm curious if anyone... This one... one, You're going deep. You're going deep, bro. This is the first DC Comics film that shows any nudity whatsoever. Others to follow are Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman. There's nudity in Wonder Woman? Apparently so. I think it's Chris Pine, so don't get excited. (sighs) I think you see his butt in that. That's... I have no idea. Yeah, this one's The first DC movie to show nudity? Nudity. And it was rated R. Yeah. Zack Snyder helmed it. Yeah. Zack Snyder. Based on an Alan Moore comic book, who, one of my uh, favorites. Who starred in it? 
Oh, God, I don't know the people's names. You don't even know the people's what names? What year was this? Patrick. I just do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the voice home. It's not Star Trek. That's the only one I know. <laughs> Portrays an alternate reality where Nixon won a third term. Oh, Zane. Still don't even no, know. No, very close. X-Men? Zane. No. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. This yeah. is making me feel bad. X-Men, X-Men is not... I don't think so. X-Men is Marvel. Oh, but I just... Uh, that's I also, the other guys. I, I, I also the said the Voyager. The Watchmen! Glenn oh. gets a point! It was the dude who... Oh, that's yeah. right. The blue dude with his, blue with his penis. Dude. Yeah, it was his blue CGI penis. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> and then there's also a sex scene in a ship. Okay. So Glenn has a point. So Glenn has a point. Yeah. Glenn gets a point. Glenn might win this because I've seen yeah. him. He knows yeah. all the I'll answers. The answers to Ian. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's worked out real well so far. Yeah. Okay. Question number six Michelle Pfeiffer went through 60 cat suits during the making of this 1992 film starring. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Daniel yeah. Vito. Definitely, definitely Batman. Yeah. Batman. Iron. Yeah, Batman. Yeah, go ahead. Be more specific. No, he's I fine. I'll give it to him. Can't be no, he's fine. He's not a nerd. Batman he's talking about, it was about girls. He likes girls. Yeah. He doesn't. <laughs> he had other things to have a life. Damn it. He was doing other things, man. You didn't hear? <laughs> In 2018, Nicole Kidman attended her first. Iron. Iron. Aquaman. Yes. Oh, wow. Period. <laughs> I was just talking about it. What is it? I, I still didn't get it. I don't please, think. Please, let's hear the rest of the clue. I hope that oh. for those at home. Uh, she attended her first Comic Con to promote that film. Oh, She's she was never in, been to she, was, she was in it. Yes, she oh. plays the mom. Yeah, and she does her own her stunts, and uh, she learned some of the fight. It's, it's pretty incredible. Okay, that movie is great. Okay, where are we? Question number eight. I hope neither one of you get this. Apparently, this movie was terrible. Okay. Producers of this 1997 film had trouble finding a stunt double for the star, who was seven one. Oh, Zane. Zane? Shazam? No. Okay. No, but people think that he... Shaquille O'Neal was in this film. It is a DC franchise. Didn't he do Shazam? How does Glenn know it? No, I do. Well, tell it. That's not it. Astro... Nope. 1997? 1997. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was wearing a suit. Yes, they... You're close, Glenn. You know what, Glenn? It's a metal? Who is it? It's a metal? Very hard. It's a metal. Steel? steel is correct. Oh, that's it? Just steel? Yeah. He was in steel. Uh, who tried was to watch. Who was Kill O'Neill? He played steel. Okay. Apparently, we. Very memorable movie. <laughs> no, I told you. <laughs> I told you. I I oh, forgot you know? that it existed for a little bit before okay. I wrote this. So did we, obviously. Too close to the comic world. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. No, but not really. Not really. That's, I mean, Shaquille. I researched the. I mean, I, the movie's off the top of my head, but some okay. like uh, tidbits I had to research. Okay. Question number nine. Even though he thought the screenplay was terrible, Richard Pryor made $5 million in this 1983 sequel. So what DC movie was Richard Pryor? Superman 2. Wrong. Superman 3? Okay. <laughs> That's correct. That's so good. Thanks for the help. Oh, my God. It's amazing that it was... Oh, the original must come on, what, in the 70s, I guess? Yeah, I think so. That's crazy. I was, like, caught on the movies that he did with Gene Wilder all of a sudden. Yeah, oh, right. Those Silver so, Streak I, did that. I planted Silver, it. I planted that, you did. that seed, yeah. I couldn't get off it. Silver Streak. Last question. Yay. Okay. Worth... worth uh, come on, man, I'm trying. What? You <laughs> son of a bitch, Glenn. You're not even... You should have been in this. You would have gotten... You know gotten, what? There's a chair outside, too. <laughs> Question number 10. Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, now married, met on the set of this 2011 film. Zane, La La Land. That is incorrect. That would be A.B. Adams, but they are not married. Okay. Yes. Uh, Glenn Dwayne knows it. Deadpool? Come on, dude. It was a flop. It was a flop. They actually rectified it by in Deadpool 2 
Because yeah. uh, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool goes back into time oh. to kill young Ryan Reynolds, who has agreed to appear in this film. It's the Green Lantern. Oh. Glenn gets it. Oh, it is. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn gets it. Green Ranch. Then that, that goes point goes to I and I wins. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> I won that. You're very kind, Jay. You win an adventure jacket. All that did adventure. was make me feel like a loser. What's I know too adventure? much about comic book movies. Thank you very much that for joining no one us. Else knew. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. This, it's Ian Zeering. Uh, you can follow him. You can stalk him on social media. It's at, at Ian Zeering. That's me. Uh, and uh, you have a lot of awesome stuff coming out. I'm very excited to see The Blue Devil. Very, yeah, I would suggest anybody that likes anything comic book, go to DC, it was DC Universe. DC yeah. Universe. And and sign up for the free trial. Yes, free trial. You though. get more than your money's worth. It is pretty cool. I'm going to study up on my uh, my comics next time we do this. Yeah, I'm gonna, apparently. Is there, can I unstudy up? Is that possible? No, I don't think you can oh, do it. Too late. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're trying to make fun of me for being a nerd when I said a Star Trek thing, and then you went you went deep. You went ball deep, balls deep. I, I, you went steel. You went steel. Yes. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Take care, guys. Every car comes with its share of stories. The ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up your first date. Steve, when was that? What were you driving at the time? I was driving a 79 Monte Carlo. Oh, I was cooler than you. I was in a 88 Toyota Tercel. No, 81. I remember that car. It was midnight blue. <laughs> well, that, that time it was. My dad. You kept, had the wagon. My dad kept painting it. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Real, <laughs> real cool. I had so many. In that night. I had and you so were, many uh, dates. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or the mileage you save by riding your bike all summer. While you can't put a price on your stories, now with TrueCar, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to trade it in or sell it. So go to TrueCar. Enter in your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Then just answer a few questions. Navigation, moonroof, high mileage. In my cars, none. I don't think my cars would be eligible. I don't think you can put an 81 Toyota Tercel. No, they'd be car. like, yeah, we're well, not me. helping you. Yeah, dude. sorry. I'll give you $7 <laughs> to go away. You already knew <laughs> it was going to cost you. You could put that Defender on there. I could. Yep pretty low mileage thanks buddy you'll know how much of a hit it's going to take so you can plan ahead once you're finished you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in so when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car check out true car today true cash offer not available in all states well you're here might as well join us welcome to zane's world you know you meet a lot of people that out here that have done things Less like uh, say like lesser things. I have a good. Than, uh, than I have I, a good example. Well, okay. Um. Uh. We remember when we were uh, housemates with Carlos, uh, Madonna's baby mama, okay. father, okay. child. Okay. And you know what? He was one of the coolest people I've ever like met. Like I think we went uh, did a workout at. Crunch. So, this, so this is Carlos Leon, the the father of Madonna's kid. And, yeah, right, and he right. was like, he was like, seriously? he was, at, at the time it was, it was when, the, when it all happened and he was like big, but he, but when Steve, it all happened. well, when they, when he like, you know, he was the, he was the baby daddy, Madonna. they were never married, but he, she wanted, cause he was we very good looking. She wanted his like, okay. you know, and so you can, you can tell how old that story is by just, by me, <laughs> my reaction, well, by seeing Lourdes, I have no idea what you're talking about. Lourdes, like uh, Madonna's daughter right now, she's like, I don't know, like 22. <laughs> so this story's pretty old, Steve. Anyway, I mean, well, I think it's a great example of what you're talking about. You've been out there for so long. You've met so many great people. I know, and but the thing is, I didn't, definitely but the thing is, I didn't even make my point yet. Cause I was just setting up a point, but you kind of nailed it. You're right. Like, but the point is, is that, that Ian is a super cool dude. He's super cool, and yeah. and and just and just down to earth, and and you know he stayed here after we finished the podcast and we hung out. His manager Glenn is a good friend of ours too, and we just hung out for an hour in the kitchen, just talking about just 
you know, just stuff. Just That's I, 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 I think I think more boring stuff than than no. we talk about here. Oh yeah, yeah, more boring. But he has so much cool stuff. So going jealous on. I'm not there. I know. So he he's he's doing this um this character. Which well, I mean, you heard about it in the interview we just played. But like Blue Devil and the Swamp Thing. But but he, the thing that he's just can't get over is how grateful he is to have this role and how honored he is to play this part and to have a costume made for him, like a mold and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just cool. It's not, it's nice to see things that, you know, that happen to nice people. So sounds like one of the secrets to his success. I mean, he's been, no, 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 no. The secret to success is being a dick. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, that's your secret. (laughs) (laughs) That's my secret. Um, Hey, Steve, before we get into this, this fan mail, which I, I am beside myself with excitement to hear what's eating you this week. You know, I was thinking about this like two minutes ago, and I had nothing <laughs> for what's eating me. But now it's hit me. It's what? fucking hit me. What? Uh, I'm I'm really annoyed that I don't live there, and ah. we are still hanging out regular. You, me, and Mel. How many like, times did you live times. here? How many times did you live in Los Angeles? 17. Like every time. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks, like man. Like, you know, like I would have been over there tonight hanging out with uh, yeah. Zelio. Yeah. And we'd have been like, yeah, guess what? Talking about old it's, times. It's, I'm sure. Smoking dope on my porch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell me it's not better for both of our livers that we are separated by thousands of miles. Listen, if I if I live closer to you, I would probably drink a whole lot less because you'd have my ass working all the time. So <laughs> he's definitely right. That's true. But then, and also, you guys would be like, "We're drinking today." No, today we're cleansing. The next day we're drinking. The next day we're cleansing. Mm-hmm. The two of you. Well, so I'd be, so I would. I would love the fact that you know when I'm doing my core drinking, it was with uh, <laughs> <Core> Zeno. <laughs> What? As opposed to the other two. What is that? Like core drinking. drinking. Ugh, like, you know, I don't know. Well, it let, sounds let me, like real dedication. I'm, I'm going to really tell you something. So, so this actually does not work out in your favor. It works out in my favor if I, for some reason, wanted to find myself in Philly. Um, so there's like this thing with the jet stream, which has happened recently, where there's a flight from L.A. to New York because of the jet stream. Uh, it's, gone, it's been under four hours to fly from L.A. to New York. And that's because the tailwinds have been uh, like 800 miles an hour. No, like, no, like, so the tailwinds were so strong. They were like, I don't know, like 240 miles an hour or whatever. So, so a flight actually hit 801 miles per hour flying from LA to New York. Oh my God. Which is, which is fat. Well, it's faster than the speed of sound. You don't think that's interesting? Sorry. But what's more interesting, or not, or less, I'll wrap it up. uh, The aluminum tube is okay to go 800 miles an hour. Yeah, but the thing is, is that the speed of sound is not based on your GPS, it's based on wind. And so if, if the tailwind's pushing you, 200 miles an hour and you go 800 miles an hour, you're only technically going 600 miles per hour as yeah, per the wind. resistance is the much resistance is there. Exactly. So they didn't actually – they went faster than the speed of sound, but they did not break the sound barrier. So mm. that and uh, – That's a perk to living in L.A. You can get to New York in like 20 minutes. No, well, OK. And then it also uh, snowed in Los Angeles for the first time in decades. So that happened. I saw it. It was neat. Do you have snow on your front yard? What can we do to? No, g- it wasn't anywhere near us. It was actually. in those mountains right there, which I can see. So, but not okay, much. but those mountains are four hours. So you got the feet. you got the periscope out and you the found periscope? some yes, snow. Yes, we raised our periscope. Well, well, the submarine that is the house we live in so, did did surface for a second. All right, Steve. So we can get <laughs> Mel back in and off our phone. Um, oh yeah. What? Sorry. Read, read me this piece of uh, fan fan mail. Well, I got a. 
last week you were telling me to like last spruce week? up my my facial media and yeah. i was like all right I'll, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll get yeah. on my face crack and yep. make this yeah. shit work yep. and shit. i was like all right and i was you sent me great pictures to post from I did. Uh, nice josh did from you know all the shoots from yep. uh, between the sheets four mm-hmm. sheets yeah and so I was, I was posting whatever. I'm gonna go and, see what he's doing. I was like, I think on what? I think I follow send me, him. Send me an email at stevemckenna at gmail.com with your questions, and I'll answer them on the podcast. So, so your Instagram I got is one, oh my god, wait, one wait. email last week. Wait, wait, Steve, are you using Steve McKenna as your Instagram? No, I don't. I'm only on Facebook. Oh, I don't have I don't, Facebook. I don't do, I'm looking at your. You must have set this up, and then you just shot two. You took. To put up two posts, you got 626 followers. Instagram, uh, the handle is at Steve McKenna. So Steve McKenna with a D. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll check it out tomorrow. I'll post some pics on there. You're following 10 people. We should make it like a different thing where we post some real shit. Why don't you do something like other people were doing and just make your social media cool? Wait, what's his, his Instagram? Right. Steve McKenna. Steve. McKenna with a D. Can you oh, okay. email that to me? What my Instagram is? Oh my god, no! Okay, now I'm one of your followers. I'm not gonna. You do posted it. two pictures. You just like ruined my story. What was my story? Yeah, he was, his Fine. email. Somebody emailed you. Tell me. Somebody emailed email. you. He was getting his his Facebook back or something like that. So what's your Facebook uh, handle? Steve McKenna. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Steve McKenna. Okay, can't find it. It's so the, I it's and just, then a letter. You scroll through. I and then an M. It's a big beard. Yeah, I am Steve McKenna. Thanks, Karen I am. She picked that. Okay. Probably owns it. Yeah, how many years ago? All right. <laughs> Steve got four comments on his picture, and one of them is, you are the cutest thing alive. That's serious. Nobody says that stuff to me. Hmm. Hey, now. What, what's this, what was the picture? It's just a picture of him working. Okay, Steve, so I, I'll email you. I'm not going to email it to you. You can take it. Oh, it's us in bed? No. Oh, that one got uh, got uh, 146 likes. Oh, are you on Facebook or Instagram? <clears throat> Facebook. Okay, I don't have Facebook. I'm only talking about Instagram. Oh, okay. So I'm looking at Facebook. So he got um, 146 likes, a picture of you, me, and Steve in bed together. Oh, well, am I? Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that is good. Oh, that's pretty funny. How's, Someone uh, said not between the sheets. But, doing? Hey, Erica, come here what's for a second. Oh, God. Yeah, let's talk about adventure. <clears throat> yeah, Erica, sit down. Oh, can we finish that email? Oh, yeah. Come, er, Erica, come listen to uh, Steve's uh, email. He has a fan email. So uh, one of our biggest fans out there for Drinking Made Easy, Three Sheets, Four Sheets, Chug, Big Smooth, he's the only one that emailed me last week when okay. I posted. Send me an email and I'll answer it on the podcast. Okay. He's a, so he emails me. Thank you, Big Smooth, biggest guy ever. He says, what is your favorite place? He's not, as big, as, he's not as big as he used to be. He lost a lot of weight. Looks good. Chug. Oh, yeah. He lost yeah. a lot of yeah. weight. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. What's your favorite just, what? What's your favorite big. what? What's the question? What's your favorite place, city you ever went to, place you ever drank, you know, all that? No, no, no. What is it not? Are, are you not reading it? How are you summing up something no, you should I'm be reading? No, I'm not reading it. That's what he asked. Like, what's your your favorite place you've ever been? So I was like, <sighs> no, it was a simple question. And where, did, know, he, where, did, he, like, where did he ask this? On my email. He emailed him. Oh, he emailed him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Heaven forbid so you just read the So the short answer the is fucking Amsterdam. Coolest town I've ever it's been in. It's a town. Yeah, what state was never. it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was state. Now it's country. <laughs> and not about the weed or any of that or the the hookers. You know, nothing. <laughs> wow. Purely nothing to do with those. 
purely the bicycles. Purely the purely only place he's ever been in shops. Europe, you know. Beautiful. <laughs> so based on architecture, so canals, and bicycles. Oh, okay. so, so there's your answer, Big Smooth. But he, here's the interesting thing with Steve. So Steve, in the time that I've known him, and Mel's known him, um, I mean, Steve and I have known each other for, I guess, 20, 25 years. Steve's usually trying to quit smoking. Now he, he doesn't oh. smoke now. And, but he was, trying, he was quitting smoking when we went to Amsterdam. And so they have these things which are marijuana cigarettes that are half weed and half half tobacco. Half tobacco. Okay. So Steve was chain smoking those, <laughs> and he's like, he's and he's like, and he, but he didn't know they had tobacco in them. So he's like, what's amazing is I haven't wanted a cigarette the whole time I've been here. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and me, I me, but, about but that. he's like, like so proud of himself. I mean, but we're, he's smoking like these are marijuana joints, as okay. they would say back in the eighties. <laughs> Um, he would smoke like ten a day. Stop it! Yeah, oh, like the whole time he was shooting. Any time he could go outside to have a cigarette break, to have a to have a okay. marijuana break. Uh huh. And so, and yeah, the was, thing uh, is, he thought he replacement, bro. So he thought. So he thought he was cured. <laughs> It's so amazing. Oh, my God. It's easy to quit smoking in Amsterdam. Uh, so real quick before we let people go, uh, Erica, yeah. true or false, we have an amazing commemorative uh, Pleplius Four Sheets t-shirt coming out next week. True. Fact. It's fact. A, it's a fact. <laughs> you will see it on our, on our social media. You're going to hear all about the, the, the Four Sheets. I know it feels like I've been teasing this for a long time, but next week I'll tell you why. I'm just, I'm just not going to talk about it until it's just like, hey, it's there. Go. Not well, I like, think you say that a lot. I know, I know, but it's hey, it's not my can't fault. Stop the it's not my fault. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for having our our wonderful guest on the show, uh, Erica. Oh, me. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, Mel yep. Lambert and Steve McKennad. I am Steve McKennad, and of course, uh, I am Zering for making the show amazing. Because let's face it, Steve. And thank you, Zane Lampley, and, my brother. And scene. Thanks for listening to Zane's World. Check out new episodes every Wednesday exclusively at Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to tell your friends. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Hey, this is Jordan Harbinger. Did you know you can be entertained and actually get a boost in your life at the same time? On this show, we dig into the superpowers of the world's most interesting thinkers and top talents. Then we deliver them to you right into your ears. But I get it. We're not all superheroes. That's why we give you their blueprint so you can live what you listen. After a thousand interviews, learning five languages, and getting arrested in a country that doesn't even exist anymore, I'm now more ready than ever to introduce you to The Jordan Harbinger Show. Listen free to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers!